Suspect podcast, and it's Lewis here, and I'm here with Glenn. I'll, actually, he's not here. Uh, this is just an introduction to say that sorry we had to cut it off uh, because, as per usual, our conversation about the monster music um, kind of went a little long, so I had to cut it into two parts, and this is the second part. So this is just the introduction of the second part, and as you will probably hear, we will go right into it because it wasn't really planned as a a two-parter, so we just sort of stopped it. So the conversation will begin shortly, and it'll just start up pretty much from where we left off. I might even just add a little bit of the very end of the last episode. Anyway, I hope you like it, and here it is. But yeah, it's definitely one for, I don't know if you really want to call Fam of the Paradise like monster rock and roll, because really it isn't, but obviously it, kind of it is, fits the though. theme because of the movie and everything around it. But the songs themselves per se are not songs really about monsters, but you know, because of the theme of the movie and its, it's connection to horror, of course, whether mm-hmm. from the Faust theme on down. You know, I, yeah, I would have to say it, it fits. It's loose for what I'm talking about because I'm think I'm talking more about songs about specifically about monsters specifically or, about, or specifically okay. about horror themes. And all the monster rock and roll of the 50s and 60s was playing up monster content. It could be songs about Frankenstein. It could be songs about Dracula. It could be songs about the mummy. On and on and on. It was just it was playing up on all the culture that was very popular at that time with children, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. But yeah, no, I think there's a, there's a lot of music out there. For people who want to delve into this, too, like I say, there's those labels that have put out releases, but there are so many compilations of, of the monster rock and roll material. It's like, you can find tons. <laughs> yeah, Rhino, uh, no doubt, has some stuff, although I, whether it's... I don't think Rhino has done a box set or anything on that monster rock and roll theme specifically, no. but they did... They've done science fiction. They did a science fiction like one, that. yeah. And that sort of... Yeah, that's a great set, too. I have that set as well. But uh, brain, brain in a Box? Brain in a Box, mm-hmm. yeah. But that covers songs about sci-fi as well as songs from sci-fi movies and TV shows and all that. And that's a great collection all around. Yeah. But I don't know if they... I don't think they have actually tackled a specifically monster one. Boy, they should have. 
over the years, there has been a lot of CDs. So, I mean, there are a lot of compilations out there for people who want to just delve into that kind of thing. And obviously for the, the bigger acts in, in particular, whether it's the Screaming Lord Stutches and Screaming Jay Hawkins and Misfits and Cramps and all those types of acts, there's obviously, and you know, there any other records are going to give you a certain amount of that content anyways. Yeah. But I mean, with some yeah. people we've talked about already, so we're not going to really go into it. Like yeah. Kiss, we've yeah. already talked about Kiss. We've yeah. already talked about Rob Zombie, yeah, which is another exactly. kind of like uber fan of yeah. Monster. Yeah. Thing. And he's had a lot of songs based on movies and, you know, yeah. roughly... Even the name, that. White Zombie, yeah, was, you exactly. know. Uh, I mean, I guess the big one these days mm. is probably Ghost, right? Sure, sure, sure. Because of the iconography. And, and, I, they... and I don't know enough about their lyrics, though, to know that they're what actually they writing about songs monsters? about, specifically about, like, horror films of the past or whatever. Mm -hmm. I really don't know about that, but... But, yeah, I mean, I guess my main interest in this genre, though, is almost really the music from the 50s and 60s, because that's yeah. when there was so much of it out there. I mean, yeah. here's another uh, influence that we haven't talked about, mm -hmm. which is uh, Hilarious House of Frankenstein. Sure, Because, sure. you know, you had the, the pop songs that he sure. would play, which weren't necessarily monster-based uh, no, stuff. It no. was all like... Bubblegum you know, and everything, mainly. Bubblegum, yeah. or sometimes even almost psychedelic rock. There'd be times, some of that you know? in there, too. There'd but be some because, of that. you know, it's being played by the Wolfman, yeah, which is obviously yeah. a parody sure. of Wolfman Jack. Exactly. But exactly. it's still Wolfman, and, you know, you have Igor playing and the psychedelic. I mean, it was, in many ways, a gateway to... Yeah. You know, like a or a blending of of different genres into one. Sure, so, sure. So you had sure. you know way before I ever heard of the Cramps, or maybe the Cramps yeah, weren't even yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you still had kind of psychedelic rock and meshed with a Wolfman. Yeah, you yeah. know, dancing to it. And, so it's kind of like you yeah, know totally, the same totally. sort of iconography, right? And I mean, because the era came out in too, there is that sort of psychedelic hippie you know quotient to it as well. I mean, you had the you had the mystic and the super hippie and all yeah, that kind of yeah. stuff, right? So they were playing up on all that culture of the era, too. I am the wolf man. Yes, sir. How do you do and how are you? Hey, yeah, I'm coming to you and I am the wolf man. And what we say around here is we believe. In the wolf. Fantastic. All right, let's find out what's happening. Hello, I am the wolf man. What's that you want to hear? Jump in, Jack Flash. Well, that's a real oldie goldie. Okay, babe, you got it. Right, all right, bye-bye. Okay, chime time. And the time will but speaking of which, of with the Wolfman, Wolfman Jack too. You know, he released albums as well. And on those yeah. albums, he would even do some like monster rock and roll type things too. Like he did the Blob theme as well. There's a version of him doing the Blob. Oh, really? And uh, and he would often do songs that had similar kind of themes, like the Hoodoo Man or things like that. He would he would tackle things that had horror and monster kind of related themes as well. Mm -hmm. But then he would also just do. 50s rock and roll songs that had nothing to do with monster or horror too. But but yeah, you know, the Wolfman. How could you not, uh, you know, if you're the Wolfman Jack, how could you not do some monster rock and roll songs, too? I mean, your whole image is based on the fact that you're the Wolfman. So. Yeah. But, yeah, there's, there's just so much of that stuff in general. I mean, you could go on and on and on, and there's so, so many uh, musicians, especially in the 50s and 60s, that wrote monster songs, you know. So, so much, you know. Because it was popular, like I said, mainly because of the TV shows, the shock theater programs and the horror hosts mm -hmm. that really sort of 
brought monsters out into the mainstream in a huge way. And so a lot of people just wanted to write songs about monsters as well. And so there's so much material from that era. And I really like that material from that era because it's almost quaint now. You know, it has the production techniques of the time. And when you're listening to the acts that are doing like doo wop type songs too, the vocal group sound, that's really cool. When you hear these guys all like, you know, you're listening to like a, a group that basically sounds like the Coasters, mm-hmm. but the songs are about monsters or yeah. whatever. And it's very, very cool. Well, so. it's, it's, and it's, they're fun. Yeah. You know, I mean, n- none of the stuff is offensive in any kind of way unless no. you are a Bible thumping prude. Yeah. You know, because yeah. they're, they're not. It's just kind of like, you know, back when, I guess this is all back when monsters were fun, right? Yeah. Like, just kind There's of. There's an innocence to what these people were doing. It wasn't about graphic extreme violence. It wasn't about the darkest aspects of horror content. It was just about monsters as fun little characters. I said, Mr. Mummy, what you used to do? He said he used to sing a little song or two. I said, Mr. Mummy, let's get out of this sand. Boy, I couldn't use you in my rock and roll band. He said, man, he said that. Kind of like what happened in the early 70s with the arrival of the monster serials. Yeah. They were just fun characters. It wasn't about being terrifying. And it wasn't TV you know, shows, yeah, Jack Pack yeah, and yeah, all this exactly, stuff. And, exactly. Yeah. Monsters could be fun. And when you're aiming monsters at children, young children, you have to have them as fun. You can't have them as terrifying. You know, no. you, you don't want to traumatize your, your children you know, when they're four years old and give them the most horrific kind of content. You know, that's probably not good parenting for one thing. No. So, no. And I think it's mm-hmm. healthy, too. I mean, the monsters are always the outsider, right? Yeah, and so yeah. every kid feels like the outsider, sure, sure, you know, sure. like um, and yeah, it's, it's just, it's natural. It's natural to gravitate towards monsters, at least yeah. in, my, in my mind, because sure, I sure. always did, right? I mean, yeah. the monsters are pure. They are who they, sure, who they sure. are. They can't hide it. And yeah. whatever, however people see them as misfits, they, it's not like they can, you know, hide behind a facade. They, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. No, definitely, definitely. Yeah. You know, yeah, no, there's a lot of, it's a lot of fun stuff, definitely. And, and that's the difference between that monster rock and roll stuff and obviously what came down the line later on with music created for horror movies, where obviously sometimes the, the, the attempt from the music is to really almost terrify you to, mm-hmm. or to really give you some sort of sense of unease. Yeah. I mean, I can think of a great example of that, something that was never even used, but it was eventually released, was the original score that was created for Hellraiser oh, by yeah. uh, Coyle, mm-hmm. you know, who were like in a... British industrial noise kind of act. And 
that soundtrack was eventually released, and the music was just ambient sort of noise, but it was really kind of creepy. It really would have added to a lot to some of the scenes, but uh, for one reason or other, and I'm not even sure off the top of my head right now why it wasn't used, but I think somebody from the studio was just like, mm, it's not really what they wanted to do. Right. No. They went they went down the path of more of a traditional composer brought in to do music for the movie. You know, probably more of a standard orchestral kind of thing in a lot of ways. Although I can't really even remember the music too much in Hellraiser. Uh, but no, I, I feel like it's probably more song, score. I, yeah. I remember it being more score Whereas oriented. Coyle brought in, you know, a certain amount of electronics and a certain amount of just like natural sounds and ambient sort of sounds and everything to just create a really sort of creepy sounding, you know, yeah. really a creepy vibe to it. And that's what Barker wanted. Barker was friends with those guys, apparently. So that's why they were initially brought in to do it. So, I mean, that's a whole different attitude than goofy monster rock and roll songs, which are meant just to be fun, pleasant songs. Yeah. So, but, you know, I think it all has its place, obviously. You know, music created for horror movies should be horrific in the sense almost mm. it should make you feel uneasy right it, especially even when you're going for like shock scares and things like that you need music that's going to be bombastic for those kinds of images too but monster rock and roll is a whole nother thing a lot of times it's playful you know yeah you know when heavy metal bands attack hard they don't necessarily attack it from the playful sense because they're going for more of a a darker vibe right they're trying to come out across as more intimidating with what they do it's yeah. not meant to be comedy so no. So that's a different attitude. The Misfits almost took the attitude of the original monster rock and roll. Mm. It was meant to be fun. Mm. You know, they might write a song called Astro Zombies, based again, based after a movie, but the lyrical content was fun. It was just meant to be silly, you know? Yeah. The Misfits did have some weird lyrical content, mind you, but those were usually songs that weren't necessarily based on movies. Yeah. They were just dark themes that they came up with on their own, like the song She, you know, which was... Uh, you know, has some definitely some dark content to it and everything too. So I mean, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of a, uh, yeah, yeah, the misfits well, the, tackled both directions. Yeah, yeah, it's like White Zombie and Rob Zombie too. I yeah, mean, they, yeah. you know, it was all playful kind of poppy yeah. type stuff, as opposed to somebody like I don't know, Skinny Puppy or Nine Inch Nails, sure, which sure. is much more kind of what they're trying to do is more horrific, right? It's in your um, face more. It's more yeah. aggressive. It's more, it's uglier yeah. based on the yeah. visual imagery that they're, they're, they're creating. I mean, when you would go see Skinny Puppy Live, the visual imagery on the screens was also very, very dark. Yeah. Whether it was vivisection yeah. films or scenes yeah. from Guinea Pig, Guinea Pig they created like a yeah. dark vibe to go along with the dark sound. Yeah.
But that's yeah. all we're talking about. Yeah, it's a totally that, different, that's a totally kind, of different topic, a totally different right? kind of thing. But it still kind of fits into the theme because it is still horrific sounding music, but it's not necessarily sure. horror theme. But that's not what we're yeah. talking about. It's a about. totally different thing. We're talking yeah. about monster music. I know, exactly. Kind of music. That's so. the thing. It's a, it's a big topic. We're tackling a very huge yeah. topic here, and obviously... Monster rock and roll is a specific thing. Yeah. Horror soundtrack is another thing and uh-huh. all that kind of thing. Yeah, there's a lot of off there's a lot of offshoots of what we're talking yeah. about here. So. Which may go back to It could be another topic. Yeah. Things, yeah. So. But monster rock and roll usually is more playful, more fun and you know, whether like whether it's the songs of Zachary, which were all just silly fun songs. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah, you know, Bobby Boris Pickett's records, it's the same kind of thing, right? Yeah. They're they're fun records and I like a lot of that kind of stuff. Screaming Jay Hawkins had a lot of fun with it. He, he didn't take it seriously. Scre- uh, Screaming Lord Such, a lot of his songs are really goofy, whether they're Jack the Ripper, like I said, She's Fallen in Love with a Monster Man, you know, all, all Black and Hairy, all these things like that. They're just kind of, they're goofy, fun songs. And his stage performance also kind of bared that out. Too. Yeah. That's what he was going for. But uh, yeah, you know, the Misfits had a lot of fun songs too. They have a great song called Brain Eaters. It's like a minute long. And it's like a, basically, it's almost like a British oi chant kind of a song more than it is like their standard style. It's more like, you know, brains for dinner, brains for lunch, brains for breakfast, brains for brunch, brains at every <laughs> single meal. Why can't we have some guts? You know, and, 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 you know, brains are all we ever eat in this rotten fucking place. Brains are all we ever eat. Why can't we have a change of pace? You know, like, and it's just a goofy little song, but it's done as a gang chant chorus. So it's just a bunch of people singing together, singing it, right? Brains for dinner, brains for lunch. And it's, a, it's very, very cool. Like that kind of stuff I love. To me, that's that ties into the earlier monster rock and roll stuff, you know. Other than the fact that they say fuck, you yeah. know, you wouldn't have had that in the '50s material. But nonetheless, it's the same kind of idea. It's coming from the same place. Just taking an idea, in this case, like essentially brain eating and cannibalism, and then turning it into just this goofy sing along chant. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like very you know British oi style too. You know, at one point they even do go oi 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 in the, in the song. So yeah, you know it's it's kind of it's kind of fun, funky, and they have a lot of songs like that. You know, the Misfits were definitely fun that way. You know, yeah. their presentation going along with it too, their their album cover art, the whole thing, right? They they had a lot of fun it's, with it. It's all know? part and parcel of kind of what's known as almost the the Monster Kid yeah. type of type of. Uh, it's all people um, who grew up in, the, in that kind of era, yeah, you know, seeing the horror host, the whole thing. sponsors of Filmland. Monster comic books, famous monster magazine, the whole thing, right? Even it all the cards, in. you know, the, all that the, stuff. the black and white cards that had stupid little puns yeah. and things yeah. underneath. I still got a stack it's of all, those things. Actually. Yeah, it's all yeah. monster stuff yeah. That, yeah. that the intent was to have fun with it, yeah. you know? Yeah, monsters maybe were going to scare you sometimes, but they were also meant to just be fun. So yeah. characters too, so, yeah. yeah. And that's a cool, innocent kind of movement you that's know? the beautiful thing about that whole sort of era of the monster rock and roll music that was just it's all just sort of fun songs the songs are catchy you can sing along with them they're hooky they're just a lot of fun you know yeah. so and some of us stood the test of time more than others because obviously something like monster mash is just a it's a perennial halloween thing yeah. you know everybody knows that song everybody's heard it but there's so many other songs like that that are equally great that people just don't know, you know, mm-hmm. like Rockin' in the Graveyard by Jackie Morningstar and all these different songs by people that are really good, but they're really obscure. These are people that never had a, a lot of cases, never even released another record. They had one single come out, and that's what they gave to the world, and they disappeared after that. But these songs, some of these songs, they hold up so well. They're so great. And so, like, some of those compilations I mentioned from Buffalo Bop and Ace, they can give you a lot of that kind of stuff, and you just hear how many of these songs are really, really great songs. But, you know, the acts are really obscure. Is that stuff readily available? No, it is. Probably, it is? The ACDs are still available. The Buffalo Bop stuff is probably still available. Buffalo Bop may not exactly exist as a label, but I think the catalog, at least some of it, a lot of it's still in print. Hmm. And again, this is the kind of thing where if someone was to go online, 
they could search it out forever. easily to, to purchase anyways because like their Amazon Marketplace sellers are going to have these things. They're going to be available on eBay. There's other places that people can get these things even if they're not technically in print any longer. Right. They're still out there, you know. And, and enough uh, people will have it that the price won't be exactly crazy exactly. The Ace ones are probably still in print, and the Ace ones are great. There's two CDs. The Ace ones are better than the Buffalo Bop ones because they package better. So there's booklets that give you details about all the songs and everything, and they're just visually packaged nice. So you get artwork based on the records, or you might even have movie posters for horror movies based on the fact that the song was. Based based on that oh that's know? cool so yeah the packages are really nice and they're they're yeah they're really worth having so cool. they're really good sets so yeah there's a lot of w ways that people can get access to this music and it makes halloween a lot more fun too yeah you know i always think when it's halloween and you're giving out candy i always have that music playing you know every year well if i'm giving out candy or something it's always i got that playing in the background there's all my monster rock and roll stuff's playing i have to have that or all the turn on the misfits or whatever too but you gotta have that stuff because it just fits you know it's like i don't care if the kids don't appreciate it i don't care if the parents don't know what it is either it's for me it's yeah. my halloween you know it's like <laughs> and that's the thing since i'm not out trick-or-treating at my age yeah i gotta have my halloween on my terms so basically it means that i gotta have the music i'll dress up to give out the candy i'll do the whole thing but i gotta do this it's my halloween because mm. frankly i think i appreciate halloween more than these little kids do half the time anyways <laughs> these little kids come to the door half the time their parents don't even put them in costumes i'm just thinking that's just not right yeah you know you're sending your kids out to be beggars they're not even in costumes <laughs> you know i mean i don't care if you're begging for candy but at least put something on dress yeah. your kid up in something i mean they can't even be barred getting a damn lone ranger mask or something you know it's like nothing you know mm. i'm just like come on it's sad when I am dressed more and then you know, I'm answering the, the damn door. Yeah. You know, it's like, come on. <laughs> and sometimes I'll go all out. I'll have like knives stuck in my head. I'll have just the things in me. I'll just be covered in blood. I sometimes scare little children actually oh, yeah. too, which is frankly fun for me. It may not be great for the parents, but I don't care. They're the one bringing the kid, the kid around my door. You know, it's like, but that's the way I look at it. So yeah, there's definitely been cases where parents have looked at me and the kids have been like, not wanting to accept the candy from me because of the fact that I was just covered in gore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have a, like a white button-up shirt that I've just soaked. Mm -hmm. and, you know, and every year I just refreshen up again. And you know, and I'll have these different things in me and I'll you know, be blood pouring out of my eyes or whatever. And I'll be standing there. And some, some kids are like, eh. Other kids are, if they're older, they, they think it's really cool. Mm -hmm. You know, the 10-year-old kid might be like, oh, that's really cool. But a four-year-old, the five-year-old is kind of like backing away. Like, I don't want to accept it. And the parent's like, just take the candy. You know? And the kid's like, oh, I don't know. So that, that's what that makes Halloween fun for me. And I have to have that music playing in the background. That's part. Yeah of the mix too doesn't matter if anybody knows it other than me it's the fact that i'm playing these cool monster rock and roll songs exactly so yeah halloween's always gonna be a big thing for me you know yeah. it ties into the love of monsters and monster rock and roll so yeah there you go there that's you our go. take on monster rock and roll hopefully that's it'll it. inspire some people to go out and check some of these things out you know that like i said it's out there there's a lot of music you can get in this vein you know there's a lot of it on has been comped over the years yeah so go ahead and do it go do it it's fun stuff it is thanks there for listening go. thank you <laughs> now you've heard of the purple people leader and they sing of the witch doctor too i guess these songs have sold a million copies well, I got one to sell a million, too. <laughs>
for listening. Music is played by Trigger Warning. Check out their Facebook page. Links are in the show notes. A very suspect podcast is copyright suspect video. All rights reserved. See you next week. Put it to your words, I wonder why you think you're all alone.